0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Hometown Lowdown, the podcast where four hometown gals discuss current events, pressing questions, and toxic masculinity. I'm Kylie. I'm Rachel. I'm Tori. And I'm Alex. Let's talk. So this week we're going to discuss toxic masculinity, brought to you by our gal Tori. She's going to lead us through a lovely discussion. Uh, but first, if we want to
1: share what we're drinking this week, um, I am drinking. Some more um beer with a splash of seltzer. Uh, the raspberry lemon flavor. Pretty tasty. It's very refreshing for like summer vibes, which is what I need because it was kind of snowing today and it shouldn't be because it's like 8%. Are you
0: kidding me? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, it totally was. It was more hats. like a hail type of snow, like really icy, but dumb. So- I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I'm thinking summer with this drink. So what are you drinking, Tor?
2: Um, I'm having a Corona refresca, coconut lime, seltzer, and basically going on the same line as you is it's fresh, it's summery. I'm having really bad spring fever and the really crappy weather we had today. I'm like, I need something that'll take me somewhere else. So cheers. Love it.
0: <laughs> Sounds amazing. I'm still one of Ray's um, spritzens from Lineys, um I have the grapefruit flavor pretty good honestly it's one of those things where I'm like I might as well just have a grapefruit shanty but it's it's a convenient little can I'll take it thank you Ray (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: I'm drinking Spotted Cow uh that's my favorite beer of all time that's like my go-to um but it does tend to be more expensive than Bud Light so depends on (laughs) depends on how my wallet's feeling that day
2: (laughs) fair Fair enough.
0: <laughs> um, so toxic masculinity, that sounds like we're about to get riled. Would you like to the <laughs> yep. the charges, Tori?
2: <laughs> I would be more than delighted. Um, so the reason I chose this topic, um, because it's important to me, I think, for us to talk about it because it's not talked about enough and educating others the best to my slash our ability. Um, and just, you know, how we deal with it on a daily basis. Um, So I've got two sources here. My first one is the very reliable Wikipedia um, on what (laughs) toxic masculinity is. Um, So the definition, because it wasn't really a dictionary definition, so this is what they defined as toxic masculinity, and I agree with it. It is traditional cultural masculine norms that could be harmful to men Women and society as a whole. This concept does not condemn men or male attributes, but rather emphasizes the harmful effects of conformity to certain traditional masculine ideals. I know that was very wordy. So, no, beautiful. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel like it was very well put. Um, so, basically, for our listeners here, what I'm saying is toxic masculinity is things that are what men are held to standards that are toxic and um, wanted to explore today. Like, why, where is this coming from? Why do we do this? Uh, Getting really digging underneath it. So I have some prompts here. Um, And just to kind of basically what we think is what we see or what we experience. Um, My first question is, what are some traits of toxic masculinity? So I'm going to start with some traits that I feel are or just are, you know, signs of toxic masculinity. one of them is um being stoic um where the the need to feel tough at all times or the need to appear tough at all times um and denying men are constantly given the message that they must be self-reliant independent and um they're told this way because this they're going to be successful if they do these things at least in the eye of what a man is supposed to be because being vulnerable will cause the man to be ridiculed um I feel like that's a good one and um another one depending this may be kind of triggering um but I'm gonna put it out there is sexual aggression um and being dominant and that those to. being do- yeah being dominant sexually or not even sexually but just having to be the Alpha whatever the fuck that is I could go on on about that but um having to be the superior being the dominant um because if you don't it's this huge genuine fear of being emasculated in any way and society we impose this on young men at a young age and that's another prompt that i've got but um these are just examples that i have um what do you guys feel are some other examples of toxic masculinity kylie
0: um uh one that i wanted to make sure we touch on is just part for me a big part of toxic masculinity is like upholding and a pressure to uphold, like, heteronormative, um, like, ideals of, Mm -hmm. like, beauty, behavior, anything like that. I think that is a huge um, issue. Again, seems like it can be, when toxic masculinity is at play, it's considered, like, emasculating to be feminine, etc. Or, you know, hold to those heteronormative, um, like, beauty standards um another thing two other things that i think super important to me in our fight against toxic masculinity is um men and their emotions and emotional intelligence and how they're like raised in you know to not have emotional intelligence not to embrace their emotions not to show emotion etc and as well as like men and their beauty standards in general like how they're supposed to look a certain way um the dad bods coming into the world now but otherwise I, men have the same issues women do of like you're supposed to look this way you're made to feel less if you don't and that is where men can also have like body image issues and ex- everything like that so those are a couple of um ones that I feel strongly about
2: yeah I think those are great and I another one I was going to touch on or. Are- was hoping to talk about was what you hit like on the head with that was heteronormativity that is, yeah that is a really great point point. and before i get, babble on i wanted to give rachel and alex some time uh do you guys have any you want to add
3: i did so this isn't really like a trait it's more of an action but i guess it so mansplaining huh. like being a know-it-all like same i know how it goes but like <laughs> Just having to have the last word for everything, and especially when you're like when they're mansplaining, you typically are arguing with them. But like, just like them having to like, they have to be right, like whatever. Or they um, have to
0: dumb it down to you and prove that they're yes. smarter or um, um, better than you.
1: That's dominance. Yes. oh Wait up. Um. That one out. <laughs> so another one that
3: I fucking hate when people do this. Men or women, but I typically see this with men, um, toxic kindness. So Ooh. thinking that because they they messaged you like, hey, beautiful, or how are you doing? Because they didn't message you like a dirty thing that you owe them the time of day. Or, um, you know, if they, they catcall you on the street and say you're...
0: Oh, it's just a compliment. Yeah,
3: it's just... Oh, I was complimenting you. Why do you gotta be such a bitch? Or like, whatever. And it's like, no, I don't fucking owe you anything and you don't need to talk to me or talk about my appearance at all. So. Amen. Cat calling something I yeah. dealt with a lot in Minneapolis. Um, and I fucking hated it. I hated yeah. it so much. So yeah, those are the, the two that I feel. Um, and then that also has to do with like the sexual dominance thing. It's like, because they're nice to you, you owe them sex.
1: Boy, I will fuck you up. Okay. Anyway, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Rachel, do you have anything to add or something you want to add to?
1: Mine are all the same. Like I, the first one I wrote actually was mansplaining too, Um, just because I have very Leo's this nicely. (laughs) Yes, men in my family um, who feel the need to mansplain everything, Um, and it's just something that I grew up around, and I didn't realize how toxic it was until like. I became an adult and realized, like, oh, this is not... That's not respectful that be... communication. <laughs> right. That's not something that mm-hmm. should be normalized either. Um, and then a big one that I wrote down, too, was, like, not displaying emotion, um, which I just think is sad. <laughs> so sad. Um, it really is. Yeah, it's very... Because, like, I think it's healthy to share your emotions with others and to open up about that stuff. Um, Cause it's Absolutely kind of, is. It's definitely a form of therapy. Um, so that was one I had, and then just using like violence, aggression and dominance um, to like have power over women is I can, what I wrote.
0: Can I just like, I don't want to get into my specific examples because I don't want people to come for us they're gonna get us us. because a tendency I feel like I've seen with people in the military which probably is also upholding a bunch of toxic you know standards um with toxic masculinity but I feel like there's a lot of people that I have interacted with in my life that think it's a good thing to be like hyper aggressive like getting into fights you know always having to assert their dominance like, like I they like,
1: think women find that attractive
0: it's like, like if i
3: start a fight at the bar the she's here. gonna be all over me
1: those and
0: panties like, gonna drop and it's like yeah because she's running away so fast yeah <laughs> <are> left behind <laughs> but it's like
3: no your nose is bloody i can't even see your eye like what also, is happening it just here?
0: stresses me like i do it's incredibly I, stressing there is a handful of people that like I've spent time with, where or have people who have spent time with, where like that's a normal thing, and I'm like, in what fucking world do you want to spend your time dealing with that? Like, and I feel bad that like there's people that think that that should be a normal part of their life. Um, something mm-hmm. I was gonna say, I don't know that it will. We really need to get into it because it's not so much about toxic masculinity, but I feel like this is why we need a good example of why we need feminism and why it's so important for men too because like this is all about like how women shouldn't be held to certain standards but either should men like this is all culturally ingrained and they also deserve to not have to you know be held to these societal standards but I'll stop being (laughs) now.
2: Yeah I feel like that's a really good segue into the next prompt that I had which was Who instills these norms? Um, there was a lot of s's in there. Um, (laughs) why, where is this coming from? Was the question, and like, why, where are these, yeah, why are these being imposed? Who is doing this? Who is saying you need to be held to this absurd, appropriate standard? And for myself, I feel like, um, it's a male problem. Um, I also feel that there is major issues with like internalized misogyny and that enables men to be toxic because women don't realize, you know, that they're being misogynistic towards themselves. And it allows for the toxic masculinity traits to really rear their ugly heads because women say this is okay. Yes, Alex.
3: Um. Yeah. So another thing. So, society, obviously, is, like, a huge thing, but, like, where did that come from? Right. Right. But then, I don't need to turn this into, like, a religious conversation, but a lot of religions, like, the patriarchy is, the the man is the head of the household, Um, but it doesn't just happen in religion, it happens, you know, in government. Who are our leaders, for the most part, except for Kamala? Like, (laughs) we have... For a long, long time, America was older white men in power. And they stay in power by being like, men are better. They stay in power by imposing these things to show like, oh, men don't show emotion. Women are weaker because they're more emotional.
0: They're too emotional, too yeah. um,
3: oh. emotional. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Thank you.
0: <laughs> um,
3: but yeah, so I feel like it's been around a long time. Um, and you get women who are attracted to a man like that because that's what they were told and then it's just reinforced and then it just is a cycle that never ends
0: yeah i mean the (laughs) who instills these norms like first and foremost my answer is the patriarchy i know that's not like an easy answer to unpack that's a whole other topic of conversation but um i also feel like like you said it's like internalized and so it's like i feel like in my experience, like it comes from your family and the people around you. So like your parents had like a lot of like toxic masculinity maybe involved in their lives and then they like raised you to feel those ways potentially. I feel like you see that a lot of like men who don't know how to handle their emotions because in their household they weren't allowed to have emotion because they're a man or they need to man up, blah blah blah. All those toxic like phrasing that we hear. But
2: mm-hmm. um Rachel, kind of what you were saying earlier about, like, how you said you thought it was supposed to be this way, and then you realized, like, that was toxic growing up. Like, what was your defining moment when you realized, okay, maybe this isn't normal, or maybe this isn't okay?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if I can really, like, pinpoint a defining moment, but I think just when I went to college, because I okay. was more... I could be my more like independent self and actually feel like I had my own opinions about things.
0: And you um, had me who was very opinionated.
1: Yeah. And I <laughs> moderate, so she. Over opinionated. <laughs> yeah. Speaks her mind, which love her for that. But Thank you. Um, yeah. And like, I had, I don't want to say like a diverse group of friends because like, they were all like white people. <laughs> But like personality-wise, mm-hmm. it was very diverse and like um I think I just realized that not all like men are toxic like that. <laughs> um and I also so I went to school for communications as I mentioned a few episodes ago. And one of my projects in one of my I took a family communication course and I had to interview like four generations. Of a family, about basically like um, parenting styles, and then also, what is the word I'm looking for? Like
0: communication styles. No, mm-hmm. like voice um, correct
1: <laughs> oh, I'm having a brain fart. Not like traditions, but like like traditions. cultural expectations for yes. like what roles? Gender roles? Yes, gender roles. Yes, thank you. So. Um, So I was supposed to, like, interview them on that, and then I, like, wrote a paper on it and presented it and all this stuff. So I actually interviewed – so you could either do your own family if you had, like, enough generations or um, interview, like, a different family. But I did my own family because I interviewed my sister, who I believe she was pregnant at the time. So it was more of, like, how are you going to raise your child – 'Cause she didn't have kids yet. Um, and then I interviewed my mom and then my grandma, who's my mom's mom, and then my great grandma, who is my grandpa's mom, who my grandma was married to. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see all their answers, but my mom, my grandma, and my great grandma were all very similar in the way that they would raise their kids.
0: And did Becca come in like, ain't no
1: way, ain't no way? Yeah, <laughs> Becca came in so differently. Which I guess she also didn't have the child yet. So it was like, this is what I plan to do, but you never know if she'd actually stick to it, you know? But all three my grandma, my mom, and my great grandma all said that their role in their life was to be the submissive wife. Oh, no. They use that word, submissive.
2: Hurts my heart.
1: I'm shaking. And I I half expected my grandma and my great grandma to say that. Yeah. But my mom, when she said that, I was like like, jaw to the floor because it was like my mom is a very hardworking person and she is like the breadwinner of the family and like she's a strong person. So I was surprised that even though she is like the one who makes the money, the one who puts food on the table, all of that, that she still sees herself as a submissive wife. It was just so crazy to me and sad. And like, I actually had like a conversation with her about like, okay, if you think that's how you're supposed to be, that doesn't mean that's how you need to be. Like, so I don't know. I just thought that that was really interesting. So I think like college and like that exact like project I had to do was very eye-opening for me. It kind of made me realize, like, holy crap! Like, this is this is a big issue. So generational, it's kind of a long way to answer your <laughs> question, Tori.
2: Oh, I love that explanation, and I I really appreciate you going in depth. And it kind of unlocked memories because I remember you doing this project and taking these courses, and I remember being so intrigued. I'm pretty sure I read through not read through all of it, but would like read some excerpts from your textbooks because I yeah, was you like,
1: would always take my textbooks, and, and I'm like, can like, I read it.
2: this? Because I'm like, I was so intrigued and like under roles, you know, seeing them play out in your own family. It's like, holy crap. And uh-huh. it's like, why, why do you feel the need? But Kylie, you're going to say something.
0: I <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, uh, um, let me think back. I don't, I was kind of curious if Rachel had like noticed any change from that. Like, after that conversation, just because I feel like there's definitely times when, or stories that you've shared where I definitely can see uh, how, like, she, uh, like, holds herself to that of, like, she has one opinion until her husband's involved, and then she just, like, backs him. um, And how, like, that's not necessarily a good thing. But I don't, that kind of veers from our toxic masculinity conversation, so we don't have to dive into that necessarily.
1: Well, the short answer is, yeah, you're correct. Like, my mom is a very different person by herself and my stepdad's a very different person by himself but when they're together they like fuel each other's fire and it's toxic (laughs) a lot of the time so the to answer your question yes it's like she's very different when she's by herself but when she's with like other men it's just like she's a completely different person because of that internalized like men are
0: superior men know what they're doing i um like they make the decisions yeah yep. love that for our fellow women that just, was kidding.
1: Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding yeah just kidding Right. so i so, think that kind of goes into your third prompt tour of how we've experienced toxic masculinity yep. in our life So I'll just quick answer that because I did did already Um, that I've just like been around it for a lot of my life, which is interesting because I don't have a lot of men in my family. I have a lot of women, but the men that I do have in my family are all so like aggressive and think that they need to be like the alpha male. And um, it's very frustrating. So that's kind of how I experience it. And like Judy said earlier, like, be a man, man up. Like, my brother is a very emotional person, but he always got yelled at as a kid for, like, crying or, like, just being emotional. I know. I know. That breaks my heart. Anything. So he kind of, like, has a guard up now because of that. And it's sad um, that we were like raised that way and like I, I'm not in any way blaming my parents because it's the way they were raised too it's just a whole bunch of generations that
0: really screwed up
1: Um yeah. it's not just my parents you know and I'm sure you guys can all relate in a way too Um but also something else that I thought of more personal is like I throughout my college years like dated a lot of different guys and like had a thing with different guys and stuff. I never like had a like a long term relationship until I met Blake.
0: But most
1: of these relationships ended because all these men thought that they were entitled to have sex with me when mm. I wanted like that emotional connection first. And they didn't think that was important. And because it wasn't important to them that what they wanted was the only thing that mattered. So that's why a lot of those relationships ended because I am, as you know, I'm a Taurus and I'm very stubborn and stuck in my (laughs) ways. So I will not give into that BS. Um, But finally, I found like a man, a.k.a. Blake, um, who (laughs) respected me and treated me like an actual person with feelings. and, And I love him for that. So that's kind of my personal experience with toxic masculinity
2: judy um, you look like you're ready
1: oh so much
2: <laughs> every day it's so integrated in everything isn't it
0: like i guess sometimes i uh i almost give men the scapegoat of like it's toxic masculinity whereas I, some of the things that first came to mind was just sexism yes that has something to do with toxic masculinity but that's giving them an excuse so um I maybe won't share on those, but as far as, like, for me, I definitely have seen a lot of men in my life, um, and with, like, the emotional, um, issues with toxic masculinity and how it's not considered a good thing, um, how, like, it's instilled in them that they're not supposed to be emotional, um, like, for example, someone, um, He lost someone like important in his life and he was at work when he found out. And so I called him and I'm like, do you need to leave work? Like, are you going to be okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm like, no, you're not fine. Like, and you don't need to be fine. Like, it's not your job to be fine right now. Like, you need to accept the fact that you're not. Because, like, you don't need to be. Like, I don't I don't know who, like, society is telling you that you're not allowed to be emotional. But, like, this is something really upsetting. Like, you don't need to just be fine. Um, So, like, that's just one example where I think it just runs deep. Like, even something, like, super tragic, it can come out. And, like, that's, you know, something that, like, hurts me and is upsetting to me. To know that there's men in my life that there's, like, society has, like, told them so much that like you need to uh, like get rid of those aspects of your personality because it makes you less of a man um mm. uh taking it in a different direction I feel like this has to do with toxic masculinity as well but I see I've had a lot of conversations with men both with like the heteronormative like type standards of like beauty activities appearance whatever as well as just seeing like I think I've noticed a lot of men that have issues with things that are, like, non-heteronormative, um, because they have only been, like, taught to respect women or people that they find attractive. Um, I think that's a really big issue that I probably has a lot to do with toxic masculinity of, like, just that, what's the word, like, just that, um, being raised a certain way or be having those thoughts instilled in you by the people around you um uh, by the other men in your life just upholding that idea that um your attraction to someone is more important than that person's value and what they have to offer kind of in a sense like mm-hmm. what ray was saying about how they feel entitled to someone um yep. but those are just a just a couple i'm sure i could go on like i said <laughs> i have a lot of sexist examples but Let's not give them an excuse. <laughs> Fair enough. The patriarchy teaching them to be that way.
3: <laughs> um. So my personal examples. Um. I had mentioned this, like catcalling. The first time I was catcalled, I was either eleven or twelve. Um,
2: Jesus, it, That's it was disgusting. It Same's was by awful.
3: Some men sitting outside of a bar that's near my house. I was just on a walk. <laughs> yep. Okay. I was just on a walk. And <laughs> yeah, I just remember them. Um, they whistled and they called me beautiful. And I remember like being kind of flattered at first and then being like, I'm 11. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Get
0: fuck out. Yeah. <laughs>
3: it was just, it was weird. Um, and I did not go to that bar until I found out it had new owners. I never went, I, uh, Obviously, I didn't go there when I was like 11. But like, when I turned <laughs> 21, <you> sure? <laughs> when I turned 21, I think it got new owners like last year, the year before, mm. um, and that was the first time I ever even like thought about going in there because I was so weirded out by it.
0: Yeah.
3: Um. That it happened a lot. In there was actually a boy in high school that would grab my butt when he walked out behind me every time. Um. And I'm not going to call Wait. him. Up. We here, can but... cut it,
0: but do you want to tell us? Oh, God. Ugh. I have no idea yeah. who that is. Oh, he was like a... He's a year
3: older, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, maybe that's why.
3: Um...
0: Fuck that oh guy. My God. Anyway. Um, we can get back to it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'll cut it. Okay. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, so,
3: catcalling and then in college, it just happened all the fucking time. Um, because frat boys, am I right? So I went
0: to Stevens point. We didn't have an issue with that so much. <laughs>
3: Fair enough. Um, I was at the University of Minnesota for those who don't know me. And we had a lot of frat boys. So many I'm frat so boys. Sorry. In fact, I can't even. Yeah. Um, my other example is the coffee shop I worked at in Minneapolis. Um, the owner. Ah, uh, yes. Was, that piece of shit. Was a, yeah. yeah. Misogynistic fuck face. Um, who like to say like I it kind of explained this in another episode, but he liked to say things like, um, like you're intimidating to men because you're so tall when you wear heels or you stand up too straight or um you have like resting bitch face and it's intimidating. Like I dealt with that in my Cause job. Cause you're
2: threatening the masculinity. You're, yes. you're potentially emasculating a man and that's not okay.
3: Right. And I was like, well, if they have a problem with it, they can just look the other way. Like they don't need to stare at me, I guess. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
3: But I yeah. And then, actually, my home life. So, um, my dad does make more money than my mom. Um, it's not like he—he he was like, "I have to make more money than you." It was just like the job choices they made. Um, but my brother is also an, a very emotional young man. Um, but my parents actually did the opposite. They encouraged him to like learn how to like voice his emotions versus just like getting angry and crying god bless them um, yeah which i like see the the product of that effort so yeah
0: mm-hmm.
3: that's my so Tori, what what do you got
2: um a good one that i've got is an example of toxic masculinity and a lot of this and i've i hate that you know this is kind of a heavy episode and i'm gonna say it this you know seeing this play out in my personal life was very sad um one of my exes he straight up told me Whenever we'd get, I don't want to say in a fight, but whenever we disagree or argue or you needed to talk things out about our emotions and our feelings, he straight up would be like, I don't know how to talk about this. And then lock himself in a room for eight hours at a time, not exaggerating, because didn't know how to process, didn't know how to communicate, because he was not taught that. He was taught to suppress his emotions. And not talk about them so seeing that happen real time in my relationship was incredibly saddening and i don't know It still to this day leaves me speechless it's like that clearly was instilled on him at a young age and to see it play out now and you, you know so badly me wanting to help this person and being like let's talk through it let's get through it but it's so deeply rooted as part of who they are and they can't be emasculated that it needs to stay that way in their eyes. And um, example, I had um, I just had it and it fled my mind. Um, oh yes, yeah, so the the femininity and like how Kylie had mentioned earlier, like feminism about how heteronormativity, if a man does anything that is seen as quote unquote feminine, he's immediately emasculated and he's going to be rejected, he's going to be outcasted and there have been men in my life where if they did anything remotely that they saw as feminine it was like the end of the world
0: or like how like men it's like this huge joke that men aren't like able to buy tampons because like it threatens their masculinity yeah it's like fuck no if i need a tampon
3: jake is at the store
2: right and that's what i'm saying is like another one another (laughs) one is skincare. Mm. Um and I understand skincare a lot of the time is marketed to women, but regardless, like, you should be able to take care of yourself, your hygiene, your skin, if you wish, and right. you can't, you know, it's not seen as a bad feminine thing. <laughs> so, what's that?
0: Like, I see this meme, like, it's a tweet or something like that where it's like, um, I don't condone using this language, Um, so <laughs> maybe we'll have to cut it out, but it's like, it was something along the lines like, "Look at this weak ass." um I'll just say, "Look at this weak ass guy. He's wearing sunscreen like a bitch or something like that." And and then the comment is like, "Look at this guy thinking you can be stronger than the sun. He has such toxic masculinity. It's like, <laughs> obviously, it, it doesn't make you feminine to like use sunscreen. Just like it doesn't make you feminine just protecting and caring heat. about your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like sorry, I don't <laughs> want
3: skin cancer." Jeez. yeah
0: it's just it's uh, like, like washing your face or whatever it, like that's not like doing things like that is not like it should not be emasculating just mm-hmm. to, like take care of your skin or hair or body or whatever
2: absolutely i will say um kind of contradict and maybe put on a little bit of an uplifting notice i also had an ex where um they Got past a barrier and they actually wore makeup mm. um, mm-hmm, and were comfortable like wearing makeup to conceal like acne or dark spots or whatever and had absolutely no problem with that. And they were like, okay. And I actually got to the point where they're like, hey, can I get help like choosing a concealer? <laughs> and I'm like, I'd be more than happy to. And honestly, it made me smile. And not going to lie, it was kind of a turn on for somebody to be that comfortable with themselves and like not be shy of deviating from the quote unquote norm. And you know, like I'm like, I want to see more of that, you know?
0: Yeah. And um, I'd love to fuck Harry Styles in a dress.
2: Um you we took the, the to word off because I'm like need to <laughs> um
0: I mean it's the truth.
2: <laughs> I literally took the words out of my mouth I'm like can we segue this into Harry Styles? Um because
0: at the top also Tori wants to talk about this because Harry
3: Styles Oh I have a yes. song for this episode. Oh,
2: you
3: um, dress by Charlotte Sands or Stan.,
2: yeah, I love that song, yeah, yeah,
3: um, it's about Harry Styles wearing a dress, and it's wonderful. yeah. and
2: like I think that's why, like people are like, oh, what's the big deal about Harry Styles? It's like he's confident and he's comfortable and not afraid to be feminine, quote unquote, feminine, what's seen as feminine. Right. And um, I think that's why so many people gravitate towards him and like why he so many. People and women like, like him because there's that confidence, there's that very, very little to no toxic masculinity in that person. I would know? feel and safe like, around. Why can't exams. like yeah, like most most straight men be like, Where why are you so desperately trying not to see that women most women are attracted to that? You know?
0: Or like why is it like it shouldn't have to be news? But it is because it's not right. mainstream. It's not considered right. normal. Um, but it's good that it's making news and it is it is helping normalize it. Because I think like exposure therapy, to use that term lightly, um, is super important. Because the more you see stuff out in the world, the less like you find it weird or the less you think it's abnormal. And uh, um, like there shouldn't be like a normal anyway. But it, it helps to like broaden your mind like there's definitely stuff like i've grown and changed just as i've been exposed to more things like i've changed my perspective on them and i think the more we can get stuff like that out there like and show that like this sexy ass man can still be sexy mm-hmm. as hell even with his nails painted like mm-hmm.
2: it
0: don't it, it don't matter
2: <laughs> absolutely not a percent um so the last question I have for all of us is, um, what could/slash would we do as a parent to help curb toxic masculinity in a child and help a child be successful as they grow? Um, Rachel, I'll start with you. What do you feel would be a good way to approach that?
1: Um, well, first of all, I would teach all my children this, whether they're male or female or whatever mm-hmm. gender they or are or
0: non-binary pal, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I would say don't compare yourself to others and just be your own unique self. But on top of that, too, respect those around you, especially women. But you should respect everyone regardless. And that it's okay and it's very healthy to, like, show your emotions. And I want to teach, like, if I have boys, I want to teach them that, like, women – find like in a non weird way i want to teach them that women find that attractive when a man opens up and shares like his feelings because i don't know about you guys which i do know your answer but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, acting like we've never met before <laughs> like, yeah sometimes it's so hard to get blake to open up because he has that same like i have to be a man's man like whatever but when he does open up it's just like another puzzle piece in our relationship like it's It's wonderful yeah it's like such a good feeling even Mm -hmm. if it's something that's bad it's still good to learn these things about him because it's also just goes into why he's the way that he is (laughs) helps me understand him better so i'm just want to teach my future kids that and like just future kids in general like my niece aria i'm i just even though she's a female and this isn't necessarily have to go with toxic masculinity i just want to teach her i want her to know that she is unique and that she should always just be herself and not give in to what society tells her that she should be so that's what i have
0: i love it yeah same
3: for me uh I've mentioned this in many episodes, but like thinking about future children that potentially aren't that far off, um, everything willing and everything goes okay. Um, But, you know, Jake and I have talked about this a lot because I was like, it's really important to me that we have kind children and people want to babysit them so we can have date night. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Priorities. Yeah. um, No. So one of the things that Jake and I talked about, there's two big ones i guess um but like color and toy norms aren't gonna happen in our house like if our son wants a doll our son gets a doll if our daughter wants a truck she gets a truck like no like they can have whatever color they want if a boy was like oh my god i love this star blanket because it sparkles they can have that star blanket because it sparkles like we're not gonna care um and um, another huge, huge thing for me is consent.
2: Um, Absolutely, male
3: and female, non-binary pal alike. Um, we, our children will know what consent is, and they're going to learn to respect others. So, because rape culture is a huge part of or toxic masculinity and rape culture go together. Um, yes. So my children will know respect, and if they decide that they don't need to, they'll catch
0: these hands. They will catch these <laughs> hands.
1: <laughs> these bones. <laughs> just kidding.
0: Uh,
3: they the will boss. not catch these hands, but they will catch if these words. Should
0: not be normalized. <laughs>
3: they will catch these words, is what they will do. Yeah,
0: they'll just catch they will... Judy's hands. <laughs> they will catch this disappointment.
1: <laughs> Aunt Judy. <laughs> Aunt yep. Judy
0: will come. Make
1: me bring an Aunt Judy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not mad,
3: just disappointed.
2: Yeah. Like,
3: you know, stare them down. Got okay. It. So yeah,
0: Kylie. Um. So I also wrote down like the three things that came to mind: um, consent, communication, and mutual respect. Um. I already ha- anytime like, is this normal? I have kind of just conversations with myself, like an inner monologue, going whenever there's like a topic that. I get like find important or get heated about so I'll try to like write them down sometimes when it's things like when I have kids I want to make sure to do this this way um and consent is a big one where I want to make sure to like really reinforce um consent with whatever children I have early and often because it shouldn't be like a topic to question and it should be normalized like it's in everything you do why is it a question when it comes to like sexual things in intimacy like you have to ask someone to do something all the time anyway mm-hmm. um as well as communication whether it's like emotional communication or just being a healthy communicator in general i think that's super important um especially with uh boys because it's so often you know goes by the wayside whole oh, boys will be boys it doesn't matter what they do that's just how boys are. Like I'm not going to hold them to a different yes. standard than I would any other person. Uh, my sister's doing a great job raising my nephew, but that is something that I try to be kind to. Like I got him some tools and adult <laughs> for his birthday. <laughs> just so like they are exposed to it. Um, yeah. And can hopefully not have that as ingrained in their day to day. So I don't know. I don't plan on having kids anytime soon, so hopefully <laughs> I have a, w- a while to workshop that out and get a plan. So it sounds intimidating as hell. Um, yeah,
2: amen to that.
0: This, sorry, this goes along with what you said, Kylie, um,
3: and what I said a little bit, but like consent goes for children, too. Like, if they don't want to hug, you should not make them hug their grandma. Like, they do not owe anyone touch just because someone else wants it. Like, that goes for like with right. respect, too. Like, you teach them respect. I love that teach them respect and consent by showing them like that like by showing them that yeah. what they feel matters
0: it's like they learn what consent is of like oh can i play with that toy and then you get a yes or no answer and then you have to respect that answer like let's just make it all encompassing like this is in life you have to this is just how life works it shouldn't be a shock mm.
2: yeah i would say the two things that came to mind for me would be teaching my kids vulnerability accountability mm. Cool. And then, and that. then, kind of what Rachel said about like being yourself too. I'll get touch on that in a second. But like, we're going to be vulnerable in this house, and that's seen as strong. And I'm going to encourage open and honest communication at all times because there's nothing bad about being vulnerable, and and it's healing. Um, and then accountability, kind of what Kylie was saying about how boys will be boys. Ooh, Lord, does that make my blood boil? Mm. Um, No, there's going to be accountability. Um, Whether my child is boy or girl or non-binary pal, you will be accountable (laughs) for your actions. And, um, And what kind of like triggered what I was thinking about, what Rachel said about, you know, being yourself and being unique. Maybe my kids will be hanging around other kids that don't see things the same way, especially when it comes to toxic masculinity. They're not being raised the same way. I would beg of them. You know, be true to yourself, and um, don't feel you have to conform. Um, your uniqueness is what makes you you. And instilling positivity, but not toxic positivity, like you said earlier, Alex. We don't want toxic positivity, genuine positivity. But nonetheless, I feel like all the all the examples we gave were really good examples, and I think that's something we can all take from this: is like instilling in potential children, um, raising like, generation. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um do we have any final thoughts, comments or questions? Um feel like we this all one. touched on really important things. Yeah, go ahead.
3: Um there's another song by um Demi Lovato called Carefully. And one of the lines in that song is um I don't know it word for word yet. Yet. But um it is I'm strong in the way that I can show you my fragile. Ooh. And I think like, that was really powerful to me. But just, like, to be strong enough to be able to be vulnerable with people is really important. So that reminded me
2: That's what I'm saying. There's strength in that. That's not weak.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: I love that. Yeah, that's so important to, like, hopefully there will be a time when, you know, more so, more than it is, like, being vulnerable, being, like, um communicative, being in tune with your emotions and uh, will be something that's normal for everyone because I'm sure there's lots of women out there who are not great at those things either. But absolutely. Um hopefully we can dismantle some of like that internalized misogyny and toxic masculinity to uh, hopefully all live happier lives like (laughs) sooner rather than later. (laughs) Yes.
3: Shall we transition into our question?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right.
1: So the weekly question for this week is, what do you think is your most attractive quality physically and personality-wise? So one for each. Okay. Okay. So for me, for physical, I put my smile. Because as my mom says, she paid a lot of money for this (laughs) stuff. Because I had braces forever and headgear and all that good stuff. Oh, you're sexy. Yeah. Um, But also, I like my eyes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have very big, round. (laughs) No. I have very big, round eyes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And they're like a nice brown. Not like a dull brown. So that's good. um. And then personality-wise, I think I'm funny. and <laughs> I'm super goofy, which some people think I'm weird, but Fuck those the bitches. people who truly love yeah. me, I know that they love my goofiness. So, which I think is kind of how, like, we all became friends. Like, how you guys all became friends with me is because of how goofy I was. And I feel like I'm just easily approachable because I am goofy and just like to be my unique self. So that, those it. are mine. I love that. Yeah. What about think... you, Alex?
3: Um, So for my physical characteristic, I I put, um, or thought of, not put, I didn't write anything down, my hands. um, Because they make really pretty music.
2: Um,
3: Ooh. And I like Aww. them. Um, but my laugh I think my laugh is kind of contagious. I don't know if people are laughing at me, and that's fine too but
1: um, my but... laugh is very unique <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
3: and then I am fucking hilarious, so <laughs> that's my
0: <laughs> we're all humble um,
3: yeah i'm <laughs> <laughs> um, also i like to I would hope I am, but. I try to be like I like to pride myself in the fact that I really try to be kind.
0: Um I not to steal yours. Um I think my smile is probably also one of my best qualities physically. Um I've heard it's very like like infectious. It helps I think it also like communicates a lot about me. Like it makes people feel comfortable, it makes people feel welcome, makes people feel like cared about or that I'm interested in like what you know talking to them or whatever um and gets across a lot of my personality so I'm glad that that's like I have an expressive face in that sense um and then I guess okay, I was mostly say funny, but I won't because' broken record <laughs> but <laughs> I guess my best internal quality probably
1: I don't know. <laughs> Is all that all any suggestions? <laughs> what I, say I would say, them. how um, outgoing you are, and how accepting you are.
0: Ooh, mm-hmm. thank you. See, what came to mind was how challenging I am, open... and I don't know if that's a good thing.
1: Oh, well, I think, <laughs> oh, I very think open it is. Open-minded. Oh, thank you. And yeah. like, challenging things is good, and like playing devil's advocate is good because it gets everyone else thinking mm-hmm. yeah. about it just shows how
0: open-minded you
1: are honestly. Well, thank you. Yeah,
0: I that's I feel like I I want to be like welcoming and, you know, outgoing and bring people together. And like, I I think I think at times I try to be funny to do that and also just being like open I think is good. So thank you for the compliment, Ray. Tori, mm-hmm. what about you? Um, I would say physically
2: either my eyes or my lips. Um, mm. I have very, very I do dark colored eyes.
1: So good, I can nailed it.
2: That was perfect. Um, yeah, so I'd say my full lips I are my very
1: my name. That's <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh, yeah, lips
2: so good, so good I, forget I forget my, my name. name. Shout yes. out to One
1: Direction. Sponsor my us. <laughs> sponsor us. We'll wear your merch on our show. <laughs>
0: or just hang out with us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that too. Be, be, be a um, on our just show. come off hiatus. <laughs> yes,
2: I'll, we'll Sorry accept Trevor any of that. For, yeah, no, you're <laughs> good. I love that. Um, so yeah, my eyes, for those who are not viewing, um, my eyes are damn near black. Um, so I get a lot that my eyes are very piercing. So I'll, I'll go with my eyes. And um, has I,
1: blonde hair, so it's a rare does. mix
2: yes it's quite the contrast um as far as like a personality wise i would say either my maturity level or how i'm always 100 percent unabashedly true to myself um and i think i'm actually gonna go with the latter because i if is way too fucking short to be anybody but myself all the time so i i'm going to be that person no matter who i'm in front of maybe some people i'm more guarded but I'm always gonna be me, and that will be until the day I die. So I will live and die by that.
0: And we love, love you that. for it.
2: Nice. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Any final thoughts? Oh, uh, I thanks. think I'm ready
2: to be uh, queued out because I'm gonna piss myself hosting. too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the top of
2: Thank you. I'm glad you guys were. I feel like you guys contributed so much. That's why I love this. Is we're all able to share our opinions and give new perspectives, and I feel like I have a lot to think about, and I like that.
0: I like that, too. Hopefully everyone else listening does, too. Um, Mm -hmm. Thanks, everybody, who is tuning in. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed this or started thinking about things differently, like Tori said. Um, If you did enjoy this episode, please share it with a friend and talk about how toxic masculinity affects your own life. This has been an episode of the Hometown Lowdown, and we will see you you. later. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.